Good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing today? Good? Good. It's not your normal person today, I know. Disappointing. <laughs> this, yeah, I'm the other John. I'm the, the young John. I don't talk as long as he does. It's a little bit shorter, so today might go a little bit shorter. I didn't get, I didn't, I didn't get the gift of gab, and that's perfectly okay. Um, but yeah, this week I was, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to talk on because I found out, uh, I think on Friday last week that I was going to be talking today. So I was just trying to figure it out, and then I had some random dream that had no context, and it was like you're teaching on Jonah, and I was like, all right. But it didn't, the Lord didn't give me any context for it whatsoever. I was really hoping he would, like he would just like let me know. It's windy and my Bible's going everywhere. Um, but he didn't. And so I had to figure it out for myself. So this week I set aside time. <clears throat> I had set aside some time for me to figure it out. And I was like, I'm gonna be ahead of the game. I'm gonna be prepared. By Friday, I'm gonna have this, this thing all down and ready to go. I won't have to procrastinate or nothing. Wednesday, or Tuesday we have school, so Wednesday and like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday like were my, my study days. So I'm, I was gonna do those on, study on those days and then Tuesday we have KSSM. <coughs> we did KSSM, it was a great time. I woke up Wednesday morning um, and I was sick and it just took it out of me to, uh, to about Friday and then finally Saturday, I had, to, I had to like cram into it. So my KSSM students, you're welcome to just judge me and for my, my, <laughs> my message skills. It's gonna be great. I'll give you guys one of those papers. Yeah, write it down, mark me, grade me for my messaging skills. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Let's pray real quick. Dearly Jesus, uh, we love you, Lord. We thank you for just who you are and just loving us so well and just being a great God. All right, so again, oh, this is gonna bother me so much. It's just running all over the place. All right, I got two Bibles today because I wanna be super holy and spiritual. <laughs> so I brought two of them. I'm only gonna be reading out of one at like one point though, though. So that's pretty great. But anyways, we're in Jonah. So if you have your Bibles, grab your Bibles, open them up to the book of Jonah. Um, that's where we're gonna be at. So when I, when I look at, um, when I look at the books I'm going to read before, especially when they're named after uh, an individual and that individual is like the main um, protagonist or the main character in that, in that book, I love to look up the meanings of their names because they usually have um, a good context for like what's going on in the story. Um, so Jonah, um, Jonah son of uh, Amatai means, uh, jo Jonah means dove in Hebrew and dove is a symbol for two things, the Holy Spirit and peace. And then son of Amatai means son of my faith, faithfulness. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but going to Jonah, Jonah is an Israelite. He's a Hebrew. He's just, he's just Jewish to the core. He loves Israel. Um, he was brought up in Israel. He saw Israel from when, when he was younger to where they had been pillaged. They had land had been taken away from them uh, by Assyrians. And, but then he was also a part in like the redeeming factor of for, he gave a prophetic word to Jeroboam II, who was the king at the time, and said that the Jeroboam would go forth and take back the lands. 
um, that had been taken away and they would bring, bring in a peace and prosperity <clears throat> into the land. So Jonah's already this established, this established prophet. Uh, again, Jeroboam II is the king during this time. And he is, he's found evil in the Lord's sight due to something that his predecessor, or not his predecessor, but the person that he was named after, which was 138 years before, who took over after King Solomon, the first Jeroboam brought in, Jeroboam brought in <coughs> uh, idolatry and immorality. And the Lord found him evil in his sight due to the fact that Jeroboam II didn't remove that from Israel and actually kept going with it. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's a little scratchy right now. <clears throat> All right, so let's turn. We're going to be in Jonah 1 1. So now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out and call out against it. For uh, for their evil has come up before me. <clears throat> so Jonah gets this message to go to Nineveh. Nineveh is this large city. It's about 180 miles north of Israel. Not 180 miles. It's 800 miles north of Israel. Um, more inland. It's a part of the Assyrian Empire. The Assyrians are pretty much the enemies of Israel. They're the ones coming in, pillaging, destroying, taking land back. But during this time, uh, Jeroboam II has taken back the land, so it's kind of like almost this peacetime. Israel is prospering, um, and it's just this kind of really cool, this really cool moment for Israel. They're, they're, it's just good. Um, Jonah gets this word, and Jonah is a nationalist for Israel. J again, Jonah loves Israel with all his heart, and he just can't stand Assyrians just due to what he's seen what he's seen them do to Israel and where he's come from, and even just from the prophetic words that he's given before. So I can just see it right now. The Lord, you know, he's like, arise. Jonah, Jonah's like, we're going, or not Jonah. The Lord's like, you're going to Nineveh, and you're going to proclaim this judgment upon them. And you can like kind of like see it in Jonah's. He's like, oh, yes, this is my moment. I, this is the downfall of the Assyrian Empire. Like, they're going down. And... <clears throat> He, so you can kind of see this build up, and then the Lord says, I'm going to give them 40 days, of, of 40 days before I give them the judgment. And you, can, you see a change, a change in heart a little bit for Jonah, Jonah right there, because Jonah knows how good God is and how compassionate he is. And he knows if, if God is going to be giving them 40 days, then there's going to be time for them to repent. And Jonah is not about that at all. Jonah doesn't want them to repent. He just wants just the total demise and destruction. So a Jonah, do, a, a Jonah, Jonah does arise, and he arises, and then he gets up, and he goes the exact opposite way. He heads south instead of north. <clears throat> he heads south instead of north, and he's just going downhill from there, just down, down, down. And so he's headed to the, uh, the city, the city or the port city of jo uh, Joppa, and it's this, yeah, it's a port city. Jonah gets there, he's looking around, he goes to the port, he's just trying to find the farthest away that he could possibly get from the Lord, because he's, he's had it at this point. He doesn't want to be a part of God's plan, plan right now, he's just, I don't want to be in his presence, I don't want to be a part of the Lord's plan. 
So he's trying to find the, the farthest place. So he gets to the port. He finds a captain that's going to Tarshish, which is the city way on the other side of the Mediterranean. It's, it's near Spain. So Israel would be over here, and Spain's over here, and it's basically the farthest part of the known world at that time. So Jonah's like, if I can get there, surely the Lord isn't there. So he gets there, he finds the captain, pays the captain, tells the captain, look, I'm just running. I'm just running from the Lord. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Just let me on the boat. I just want to get out of here. So Jonah gets on the boat. <clears throat> we don't know how long they are at sea before the Lord intervenes. Um, I kind of like to think it's immediately, but it could have been like a day or two after setting sail. But anyways, so they're on, they're on the boat and they're, they're setting sail. I'm just gonna say it from my perspective because the Bible doesn't say it, but so they're on the boat. They probably get out, it's like a couple hours, a couple hours out, and it says the Lord hurled a wind at them that caused the, uh, the waves to rise up and just this storm broke out. And it's just this crazy, um, crazy storm that, they, that some of the sailors had never seen before. And so they're trying to get, get everything under control. You know, they're tying things down. They're making sure the masts are great. They're just trying to row through it. Um, and what does Jonah do? Jonah, Jonah knows that this is from the Lord. So Jonah goes into the hole because, you know, he's not, he's not a sailor. So he goes into the hole. But the next thing he does is just so, it's just something weird. He goes, during the storm, he goes into the hole and then goes to sleep. You can see just the, the pain that it's causing Jonah to walk away from the Lord and to just trying to leave the presence. And it's almost putting him in this depressive state where he's just like, I, don't, I can't do anything anymore. I'm just going to go down and I'm going to sleep. And so the sailors are trying to get everything at hand. But the captain, <coughs> sorry, the captain is uh, looking for Jonah. He comes down into the, into the hole of the ship. And it's one of my favorite parts of this story because it's just so funny. So the captain comes down to the boat. He sees Jonah sleeping, and he goes, what do you mean, you sleeper? Like, what? I think that's so funny because it's just like, why are you sleeping? But anyways, it could just be me. So he's, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise, call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give us a thought that we may not perish. But yeah, he asks him, he gets, he gets Jonah up. He's, he's like, pray for us. Pray for us. Call out to your God, even though you're trying to ignore him. And it's, it's funny, though, because it also correlates back to what was initially said when the Lord talked to him, and it, it mirrors it to an extent. So the captain says, arise, call out to your God. But earlier before, when the Lord calls to Jonah, he says, arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out against it. So it's, it's kind of like this mirror, and it's just this reminder, and almost like this more pain for Jonah at the moment, where he's like, ah, and he, Jonah doesn't end up praying for them. He actually, they go up, the storm is just getting way worse. It's just, it's, the wind is picking up. It's coming in now. Um, but it's, yeah, the storm's getting way worse. And so they, they go up. The, the sailors are now throwing things overboard to make the ship lighter so it's causing less of, uh, so they can stay afloat longer and stuff. And they start to cast lots because the sailors are like, surely this isn't, this isn't uh, a storm, a regular storm. This is a supernatural storm. Someone here is to blame. Someone has pissed a god off, because none of the sailors—they're not all the sailors. They're from 
uh, different regions. They're not all Hebrew. So they're trying to figure out which god or which pagan god someone's uh, made upset. And so they're casting lots. They're like, we don't, we don't know who it is. And then finally, the lots land on Jonah. <clears throat> so hold on, let me find out where we're at with my notes. So yeah, the, the, the lots, like they were throwing dice, they were doing something. But anyways, whatever they were, they landed on Jonah and that's, who, and that's how they knew that it was Jonah that, that the cause of the storm was. So they, they're all upset. They're trying to figure it out while trying to maintain this ship and the, the, they, they cry out, why has this awful storm come down, come down on us? They demanded, why are you here? What is your line of work? What country are you from? What is your nationality? And Jonah answered back, I am a Hebrew. I worship, I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. And when Jonah said that, they became even more terrified, the, the, the sailors did. Um, it was due, it was because, while it doesn't sound like he stated what his work was, his work actually was the worshiping of the Lord. And the sailors had known beforehand when they brought Jonah up on the ship that Jonah was running away from the Lord. So the fact that someone who, <laughs> Linus is upset, but someone that is supposed to be worshiping the Lord and is so dear to the Lord is running away, it caused them to freak out and to panic. So they're trying to figure it out. They groan, well, what do we do? What do we do? Jonah's like, Jonah says, throw me off the boat. It'll be better. It'll be better for you guys if you just throw me off the boat. It'll be fine. But instead, the sailors don't listen to him because they're like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just trying to flee from God. So they, they try to row him to shore because they're terrified that if they throw him over the boat, that something even worse will happen to them because Jonah's the reason that the storm is happening. But the storm keeps just getting worse and worse and worse. And so they finally all cry out to the Lord, the Lord, all the sailors do, to Jesus, not Jesus, to Yahweh at the time, Jesus wasn't around yet, but to Yahweh. <clears throat> and they cry out and they're like, oh Lord, they pleaded, I don't, uh, don't make us die for this man's sins. Don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh Lord, you, you have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailors picked up, picked up Jonah and they threw him into the raging seas and, and immediately the sea went still. It was just like glass. The sea went still, Jonah's in the water. And the sailors were just in awe. They were just in awe. And they, they began to worship the Lord for, because of the power that he had and for saving them. And they, those sailors actually uh, later went on to sacrifice to, to the Lord and vowed to serve them for their lives, which is really cool. But during that time, um, the Lord had arranged for a fish, a big old fish to come in and swallow uh, Jonah. I keep wanting to say Noah for some reason, but Jonah. So the Lord had arranged this big fish to come in and swallow Jonah. I personally believe uh, that this is, it, obviously it is Jonah's fault, but I think the him swallowing, getting swallowed by the fish is, Jonah, is Jonah's fault for his wording. Um, I don't know, I don't necessarily know if it was the Lord or not, meaning when Jonah said, just throw me in the water, it'll be fine. I think that was more of a declarative statement that came to pass through, because um, our words are powerful. Jonah, so Jonah was just like, just throw me in the water, and the Lord was like, okay, we'll figure out how to get you to Nineveh by this route, if this is how you want to choose it. If this is how you want to pick it, then I'm going to create a big old fish real quick, 
and that fish is gonna swallow you and that's how we're gonna get there instead of you just repenting and then rowing back, rowing back home. So I like to think of it that way because I think God has a sense of humor. Um, but it could be totally be different. But anyways, the fish swallows him up and the fish, uh, Jonah is in the fish's stomach for three, three days and three nights. And while he's in the, Jonah has time just to, uh, to think about what he's done, to think, um, to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. <clears throat> yeah, to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. And he just, he cries out. And when he does ask for forgiveness, he, has, he says this prayer. And the Lord finally makes the fish spit him out on the shores near, near Assyria. <clears throat> Sorry. So it spits him out, and then the Lord, the Lord um, asks him again to go to give this prophetic word to, to uh, Nineveh. He goes, I'm, I'm in chapter 3, but the Lord then spoke to Jonah a second time, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh and deliver the message I have given you. This time Jonah obeyed the Lord's command and went to Nineveh, a city so large that it took three days to see it all. <clears throat> On the day that Jonah entered the city, he shouted to the crowds, 40 days from now, Nineveh will be destroyed. The people of Nineveh, Nineveh will be, oh sorry, the people of Nineveh believed God's message. And from the, from the greatest to the least, they declared a fast and put on the burlap to show their sorrow. When the king of Nineveh heard what Jonah was saying, he stepped down from his throne, took off his royal robes, he dressed himself in burlap and sat on a heap of ashes. Then the king and his nobles sent the d this decree throughout the city. No, no one, not even the animals from the herd and the flocks may eat or drink anything at all. People and animals alike must wear garments of mourning. Everyone must pray earnestly to, to God. They must turn from their evil way to stop all the violence who can tell, um, all right, who can tell, perhaps even God will yet change his mind and hold back his fierce anger from destroying us. When God saw when God saw what they had done, and how they had, how they <clears throat> and how they had put a stop to their evil ways, He changed His mind and did not carry out the destruction He had <clears throat> He had threatened. So this, you can imagine, you would think that Noah has had this uh, not Noah Jonah has had this complete change, this complete change of heart, because he's been. He's been, through the, he's been through the rocker for a moment. He went from running away from the Lord he, to, the, to the storm where he's depressed. Just throw me in the water. He gets uh, eaten by a fish in the belly for three days. He cries out for forgiveness, um, vows again that he's going to serve the Lord, and, and then says, yes, I'm going to go to Nineveh. I'm going to tell the message this time. <clears throat> but, and you think he changes ways, his mindset, but no. So the, ch the change of plans greatly upset Jonah, and he became very angry. So he complained to the Lord. He said, <clears throat> saying, didn't I say this before I left home, that this is what, that this is what you would do? That this, yeah. Didn't I say th that this is what you would do, Lord? This is why I ran away to Tarshish, because I knew that you were a merciful and compassionate God, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. You're, you're eager to turn, to turn your back from destroying people, 
Just kill me now, Lord. I'd rather be dead than alive than what I, than what I predicted will not happen. Jonah had still gone to Nineveh because um, he, he did. He, he loved the Lord and he feared the Lord and he wanted to serve the Lord, but he had still, he had this, this nationalist uh, part of him that was, that was battling with his loyalty with, with the Lord at the same time to the fact that it was <clears throat> where he couldn't love the way the Lord wanted him to love. So the Lord had just wanted to see um, Nineveh come to him and just repent from their ways, but Jonah didn't want to see that. Again, he just wanted to see them completely destroyed and wiped off, wiped off the face of the earth and gone because of all the things that they had done um, to Israel in the past. <clears throat> so Jonah, Jonah then, or what does it say? I, hold on. Filled with the Lord. The Lord replied right after, and he said, is it right for you to be angry about this? And Jonah doesn't reply. Jonah just, he leaves. He goes to the east side of this, east side of this city of Nineveh, and he sets up shop, and he's overlooking the city, and he's, he builds up a little shelter there. Um, he's kind of moping around. He's just like, ah, oh, this is horrible. I don't want, I just want to see the city destroyed. <clears throat> um, and the, the Lord even arranges, as he builds this shelter, the Lord arranges for this leafy plant to, to come in and to shade, to shade Jonah. And it, it does, it shades him, and Jonah finds this, this great delight, delight in, this, in this plant that gives him shade and cover, but the Lord had also arranged for this worm to come in and to, to eat the plant as well. So halfway through, halfway through the day, just as the sun gets hot, this worm or caterpillar, whatever you will, comes in and just destroys this plant. And right as that happens, the Lord sends in this uh, this scorching wind, and it gets really hot, and Jonah just wants to faint. He said, <clears throat> what does he say? He goes, he goes on to say, uh, just, just let me find it. Death is certainly better than living like this, he exclaimed. And then God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry because the plant died? And Jonah retorts back, yes, even angry enough to die. And it's, it's just this this crazy thing the Lord is just trying to show, to show Jonah. Jonah has more um, love for a plant that gave him shade for a couple of hours than, uh, than a couple hundred thousand people that live in a city that had no idea what they were doing was wrong. They were just doing, they were living how they had always lived. They had no idea that there was a better way of living they had no idea that there was a God that would love them and that would forgive them for their, for their sins. So he's, tr he's trying to get them to understand this. And the Lord says, you feel sorry about the plant, even though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to, men <clears throat> not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I, feel, shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? And then the book of Jonah ends right there. And he just leaves, he leaves Jonah with just, with that, with that question of, with the question of what's more important? What's more important? The people are more important. You know, <clears throat> it's, it's funny because Jonah was a prophet but he didn't really get it. 
You never really got it. You never really got it. And he didn't get, he didn't get the love of a father and the pursuit of a lover. He didn't get obedience over sacrifice. He didn't get the love and mercy over pride and judgment. And that's just kind of like, and it, it, in battle, and it made him bitter inside, and it caused him so much strife. Just imagine how much easier his life would have been if he actually would have done it, and he would have looked to see the perspective of the Lord rather than his, than his earthly perspective. Jonah had built up like a wall around his heart. He'd built up a wall around his heart for, for all these different people because he only had one singular viewpoint, and that was just his nationalist viewpoint, that he was better, that the Israelites were better than everybody else, and that they only deserved God's love, that they only deserved God's love and affection. But he was wrong. And so it's, it, it had me ponder, like, what, what, do I have any walls that, that I've put up in my life towards, towards different people? It doesn't have to be in regards to nationality or um, culture, but like, even, even to this day, you know, we have, there's people that just do crazy things, and we say, okay, well, we can't forgive them. They just need to be gone wiped off the face of the earth. Well, from God's perspective, God loves those people. It's like Hitler. Hitler was this, Hitler went after the Jews in World War II. He went after them. He killed hundreds of thousands of Jews. Um, he tried to eradicate them off, off the face of the earth. He did horrible things to them. But the Lord still loved Hitler and was willing to give him mercy and grace if he had just asked for it. So it's like, when we look inward, do we have anything? We won't, or sorry. Sometimes when we look at Hitler, we look at it and it's like, well, we can't forgive him, but we can forgive someone else that's done a lesser sin. A le lesser sins are more forgivable than the greater sins, but to God, all sins are sin. All sins are sin. So when I was reading this, it, it was kind of like a little bit of a, of a heart check as I went through this. It was like, I need to look at this from, from the Lord's perspective, and I need to ask for his heart and how to, and how to view people and how to view things. Because <clears throat> there's people that hurt people in this world. There's people that hurt people in this world, but God loves them just the same as he loves, he loves you and I. And sometimes it would just be easier if, if you wipe those people off the face of the earth, but that's not necessarily what God wants. God would love to give them mercy. He'd love to show them compassion. He'd just love to love on them. Always check your heart. Always ask the Lord how he feels about people before you go into situations where you feel like judgment or condemnation is the right answer. Always ask the Lord for his heart first. Because sometimes it's just not it. 
when what what you think it is. And he'll he'll change it so fast. But yeah, that's what we got today. We're ending a little bit early. Sorry about that. I love you all. We're out from the jungle. <laughs>